Hello, you are listening to The Liver Show with Michael Greenwood. This is the show about living your best life. Maybe so far it hasn't been your best life. It's been mainly about living my best life. I promise maybe one day I will get to how this could apply to you. But until then, you could use your imagination. Or you can listen because you like hearing about me. Today, I want to talk about something that came up into my head as I was grinding out a workout today. You see, this is my second day back after being absent for about a week from the gym. I was out of town on a film shoot. We were shooting for seven days out in the wilderness of Utah. It was snowy. It was very cold. I didn't have any cellular or Wi-Fi connection, and it was nonstop work. What I was most hesitant about in this endeavor was being away from my routine. And I think today in this episode, I think I'm going to title it something along the lines of work, orthorexia, travel, something with those keywords. And I, I wanted to specifically bring up this word orthorexia because I think in my worst of times, this is an appropriate way to describe my nutritional habits. But I think it's also relevant in how one could be equally orthorexic with life. As far as I know, orthorexia is defined as a negative obsession with healthy eating to the point that it becomes an excessive preoccupation in their daily life. Now, that kind of sounds like me. I definitely think a lot about healthy eating and when the thought of consuming something that doesn't agree with me or is off the plan, that gives me some bit of stress, some bit of anxiety. Well, I, I've over the years had to overcome that out of necessity on some of these jobs that I've been put on where I am displaced from my daily routine and away from my ability to completely control the food that I put in my body. But I think I've learned some lessons about this obsession, too. I've certainly pushed far to one edge of the spectrum in the way that you could categorize this obsession with some sort of eating disorder term, such as orthorexia. But I choose to look at it as a benefit, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today, what I have learned and how I have continued to navigate my, at worst, orthorexic but at best, educated decision-making ability around food choices when presented with challenging circumstances. First thing I do off the plane arriving at Utah is to go to the grocery store. I insisted on the production allowing me the ability, which is certainly a blessing that I wouldn't necessarily have if I didn't have this kind of relationship with the production company and with the client that was hiring me. I told them that I would need to be provided groceries and, and that I would just need a simple per diem to purchase those groceries instead of providing the, the meal that they would be providing the rest of the people on the set. Another great fortune that I had that I knew I was getting into in this project in Utah was the access to a kitchen. We were staying in a cabin and I happened to know that I would have access to gas and fire and a stovetop and an oven. So all I needed was to accumulate a week's worth of groceries. This isn't crazy. This doesn't seem like that big of an ask to me. And it wasn't. Nobody had any issues with this. 
as I arrived to the cabin and other uh, other crew members were also staying in this cabin, nobody had thought about their food and they just assumed that there would be snacks and meals provided, which there were, but you never know what is what those meals are going to consist of. And, and that's what I've learned and has given me the confidence to be making these decisions in the first place. I am going to be going out of my way to ensure that I will have these foods that I know will agree with me. I have come to learn through maybe what I might consider a, an extreme way of eating or a, an extreme preoccupation with what I'm consuming that food has a tremendous impact on how I feel and how I perform. And when we are running and gunning for seven days straight in the Utah, in the snowy Utah wilderness to accomplish a feature film that should be shot in 14 days or 21 days plus, I cannot afford to be having some kind of upset stomach or some kind of bloat or burping up my dinner on set. And I'd much rather be consuming foods that I know I can control. These foods have stood the test of time. I ha These aren't surprises. I made the decision when I landed in Utah. I had a little simple grocery list. I had a plan for the next seven days. I laid out a script for the meals that I wanted to make and the ingredients that I would need to make said meals. This consisted of 15 meals in total. I only eat twice a day. I was going to be there for seven days plus one night. And I made some simple rules. One, I was going to eat a pound of meat and some kind of vegetables at each meal. So that meant that I would be purchasing somewhere around 15 pounds of meat. And the rest I filled in with whatever vegetables I decided to eat. And I said I knew that I would have access to a stovetop and an oven. I also happened to know that this cabin had a grill outside. But I didn't want to take any chances on this grill being snowed in because I know it was going to be snowing and there's going to be a massive storm. I also knew that maybe I wouldn't want to have to go expose myself in the sub 20 degree weather just to cook up a lunch or dinner. So I devised a very simple meal plan for myself, most of which included what I call a curry ground beef cabbage stir fry of sorts that I planned on topping with a little bit of avocado and three fried eggs. I have made this a million times in the past. It's super delicious. It is super easy and super fast to prepare. And I know it's something that I could also make in bulk. The first night that I got there, I had some time to, to make my dinner. And I just, instead of making one meal, I found some Tupperware that was also in the cabin. And I made myself four meals out of four pounds of ground beef. And I chopped up half a head of cabbage and some onion, it, all these ingredients that I had recently purchased off the flight from Utah and came into the cabin. And there was four meals ready to go. The next day, I was met with a little bit of confusion as the lovely crafty slash catering provider brought their lovely meal and was surprised to see me reheating my own meal that I had prepared. And the meal that they had provided and most meals that they provided during the lunch service at least looked very appetizing. But there are several reasons that my orthorexic mind go to when I consider eating such food. I know that 90% of food cooked out is is in some way prepared with 
industrial seed oils. And that is something that regardless of how it makes me feel, I truly believe that in the long term have a massive disadvantage to our biology uh, consuming these oxidized inflammatory oils are going to do nothing but cause problems. And I'm not sure if I can tell that immediately. This doesn't really feed the argument that I might not be performing as well, but it's certainly an argument right off the bat for me not to be touching these outside foods. The second thing that comes to mind when these meals are provided is I have little control over the quantity with which I am provided. Generally, these meals are served buffet style, but you kind of have to respectfully take a scoop of each protein and whatever vegetable or carbohydrate is provided and pray that the crafty provider has given enough for the larger eaters in the group. And sometimes in my experience, this doesn't always happen. And you are left with a paltry portion of food that doesn't satisfy you and might equally not make you feel so good. Or another possibility is you have no idea the amount of food that you are eating because you don't have a handy dandy scale or any kind of ability to portion control yourself, which I am guilty of, especially when you've been fasting for 20 hours and you're starving. You end up eating way too freaking much and you feel miserable after. That is no bueno either. I like my big ass meals still. That can be a problem, not getting the necessary amount of calories that I want to consume and the nutrition that I would necessarily need, especially when it comes to protein in these meals. Another reason why it is so beneficial for me just to be thinking about these things in advance just so I can meal prep and make my own meals. What was unique on this shoot is being away from the house, being away from my my own devices. We were all stuck in this cabin and left to fend for ourselves for the most part for dinner too. This seemed to be overlooked by a majority of the other crew members. We were a million miles away from any restaurant that you could go to or any grocery store for that matter the grocery store that i had picked up by the airport was an hour outside of the cabin that we were staying at on top of that none of us had access to a vehicle to actually transport ourselves to get meals so i felt a little guilty but very smart that i had had all these groceries and i had popped them in the fridge so when we wrapped after a long day on set i was heading into the kitchen and preparing myself some nice food for myself or reheating uh, already meal prepped meal. So I told you I did this curry cabbage stir fry with the ground beef. And the only other meal that I had was chicken thighs. I wanted to pick up some rotisserie chickens because I knew that would be very easy. I wanted to pick those up at the grocery store. But when I got there, they did not have any. On the plane ride over, I had listed all the meals that I had wanted to make. Those 15 meals would include nine of those ground beef meals and six meals of the rotisserie chicken with some veggies on the side and that would be half a rotisserie chicken each which wouldn't need any cooking i would just leave that in the fridge and then either reheat that in the oven or a microwave in a pinch i got to the grocery store they didn't have any i improvised and i found some chicken thighs because i didn't want to be eating this ground beef mixture every single day although i ended up eating it a majority of the days found some chicken thighs and i remember that that would be a really simple thing to throw on a sheet pan in the cabin oven and that's what I did on day two or day three I just popped those in 400 degrees about an hour and had 
about six meals of three chicken thighs each at the grocery store. I also picked up some avocados and some frozen veggies that I knew I could throw in one of these stir fries if the cabbage kind of got boring. And I also got a carton and 18 pack of some cage-free eggs. I know that is a nice way to round out any meal, a few fried eggs. I am so happy that I did this because after every single meal that I ate, I felt ready to go. We had a 30-minute lunch break each day, and by the time that 30 minutes was up, I was feeling energized, charged. I was able to sustain my fast all the way up to the time of lunchtime, which was 4 p.m. We were having 10 a.m. starts, which meant that I would be fasting all the way till 4 p.m. I'm not going to be eating until then. That really simplified my life, and that's pretty similar to what I do on a normal basis. I usually break my fast around 2, 2 or 3 and just have black coffee up to that point, and that's what I was doing on set. And I felt really great for the next six hours, and after we wrapped, I would either have a meal-prepped meal, heat that up, or cook up a dinner and double up or triple up on that and save the rest for future meals. I mentioned that this thought of this episode came to me in the gym today because this is the first time in a very long time that I was feeling really pooped in the gym. Aside from being in a caloric deficit right now, I'm trying to cut for January, I'm still unsure as to why that is. And I realized, well, a majority of the days of sleep in this past week and a half, coming back from Utah, I've been getting about six hours, maybe a little bit more sleep. And that has been unavoidable. I haven't been able to go to bed earlier and get up later to compensate. I was still able to get the lifts in that I wanted, And for the most part, I was able to perform as I would expect. But it made me realize, god damn, I have not felt this way in a long time. And this was just a slight deficit in energy that I'm used to. And I realized it is because of the sleep. And that made me realize I feel and I have felt so consistent for such a long time that any minuscule, any minuscule change in energy level is extremely apparent to me. Wow, I think I could consider that a lesson learned from my days of orthorexia and discipline in routine. Getting consistent sleep and having luxury of controlling the environment with which I live and how I operate on a daily basis, I am consistently feeling really good. Being able to optimally perform physically and mentally. That is so nice, yet I am taking it for granted because it has just become the status quo for me. And this made me remember the slight guilt that I had looking towards some of these people. And that made me consider all of the rest of the crew and cast who were staying in this cabin who did not consider these meals and were set to eat whatever they were given or whatever was provided to them. This is the reason that I make these decisions. And yes, I I might be making things a little bit harder for myself. It might require a little bit of planning, but I'm not going to beat myself up for that because the result is consistency and energy. Unfortunately, in this situation, I wasn't able to completely control the amount of sleep that I got, and I'm paying for it a little here, and that is totally okay, but I can't imagine where I'd be if I wasn't able to optimize my nutrition during that time. I realize that I probably won't always have the luxury of having my groceries purchased for me or even having access to a stovetop and an oven and even the time to prepare my own meals on some of these future travel jobs or some of these jobs where I'm displaced from my normal routine and my and my home, for that matter. I'm, I'm kind of feeling fortunate that I have touched the extreme of 
what you could call an eating disorder at its worst, this orthorexia. And I am self-diagnosing myself there, but I kind of, I say that word with love because I have found a way to incorporate what I have learned from an extreme necessity to be eating clean. All the reality of that meaning that I have the ability to control how I feel by the, by the food that I put in my body. I have many, many years of experience to remind myself of the times that I didn't eat optimally and my mental and physical performance paid for it. I have that to look back on. But I also have this moment of the realization that I have been outside that for so long, I take feeling so great for granted. One could say that it almost makes all this effort worth it. And that's what I believe this orthorexia mindset in the past has led me to nowadays. While at its worst, it might seem like an obsession, I believe that somewhat being preoccupied with the type of food that you put in your body for at least a period of time in your life where you can afford that preoccupation is totally beneficial in the long term. Because I get to look at a project like this where I was completely able to dial in my nutrition while everybody else was somewhat suffering or somewhat at the mercy of circumstances that they weren't themselves in control of. This background that I have with an extreme mindset towards what I'm putting in my body has now allowed me to thrive without really having to struggle too much. Yes, I'm spending maybe half an hour in the kitchen doing a little meal prep while everybody else is popping some shots over in the corner after a long day's hard work, but I don't mind. Priorities. These are the priorities that I have outlined for myself, and I am not going to feel guilty about that. I think that is a good place to wrap up. I am certainly learning a lot about myself just having this vocalized therapy session with me and myself alone in, in my studio slash bedroom. Thank you very much for listening. I love you very much. I hope you have a great day.